Pickaxe. Welcome to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast, your fortnightly home for all the latest news and reviews of the longest-running science fiction series in the world. Each episode will update you with what's happening in the world of Doctor Who. Is that not the most beautiful Doctor Who logo you have ever seen? Then we'll review an episode from Doctor Who's 60-year history, which we promise will be filled with lots of very serious discussions. This is the definition for Chumbly. Receiving a or taking a now, I was going to say, do Louis through like weird weekends with different doctors. This lady over here just got you to sign her knickers from 1986. Yeah. Does that happen often? Yeah. <laughs> not mm. as often as I'd like. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's not all, we'll have guest presenters, interviews, tier lists, and more. So join us, Matt and Billy, for the review of Death from Pickaxe, a chat about the greatest show in the galaxy. Available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the podcast of this week's One Life Left radio show. I'm Simon Byron. I am still Steve Curran. Um, we're recording the show slightly late, so this uh, intro might be a little bit shorter. Uh, good show, Steve. Thank you for that. Yeah, it was super fun, as as always. Um, yeah, uh, we, I, I, we covered a lot of our Any Other Business during the show this week, didn't we? So I don't know if we've got anything else to catch people up on. No, uh, but we do need your help, please. Uh, if you can, ha- if you are a, if you're listening, which I'm guessing you are, if you're hearing this, um, <laughs> we are. We do need some letters, so please mm. do uh, email team at onelifeleft.com. Uh, we're also after some ideas um, or uh, yeah, some inspiration about what we can cover off when we're in Japan. Mm. Uh, it struck me um, that we should probably pull together a loose itinerary. Uh, do we want to go to Nintendo Land? Do we? So this is a theme park, isn't mm, it? That's, I mean, um, I, I do. Yeah, do we? Okay, it's like it's like three hours to get there. I think you can you can drink on the train. Okay, can you drink on a mushroom? <laughs> Let's find out. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's going to be a day out because we've got five days there. Um, five and, days. You know, I, I would quite happily spend them all looking around video game stuff, but we should probably get out and about. We're going to go to Kyoto, um, aren't we, for a day? I think. Yes, and I think, but I think. Um, I think Nintendo lands at uh, in Osaka, so mm. um, you know the, the five nights we've got in Tokyo, Steve, might be um, two nights. Might you know? Who knows? Anyway, uh, if you've got some things that you want us to do uh, do uh, for you, or anything you want us to bring you back, uh, email team at onelifeleft.com. Yeah, that's it. I think. Um, thank you for listening. Please write us some letters. But until then, uh, <laughs> it's the show. <laughs> Hello, good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. How are you, Simon? Warm. <laughs> Unseasonably warm? It's fine. It's probably it's all probably fine. It's all probably, probably fine. fine. Just a quirk. Just a quirk. <laughs> Let's take advantage of it while we still can, while we're all still alive. Let's do it. 
Yes, uh, it's um, it's ridiculously hot. It's, it's almost Halloween. Yeah. I mean, it's not quite, but it's, uh, blimey, very, very warm in the UK at the moment. It's 24 degrees in the mm. shed. Yeah, and here in South London as well, blue skies, worryingly blue skies. Um, worryingly blue top, Steve, actually. For, this is a comment for, for radio. Steve's wearing, <laughs> a, Steve's wearing a fo- football shirt. Steve's turned into a football yob. We've won six on the bounce, Simon. Six so what, for Stockport. And you're not changing that until until you're defeated. <laughs> Can't. Is that right? It's too risky. It's too risky. Um, um, congratulations. No, I was planning to go to the gym after this, but uh, I'm not going to be able to do that uh, now, which is fine because, as said, six on the bounce, worth celebrating. Not so good for QPR right now, is it? No. Has Gareth Ainsworth been sacked yet? It- <laughs> haven't checked. I saw, I saw you, you. You were three or four nil down or something when I looked on Saturday. <laughs> Just the four nil down. Oh, just four. Just four. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, <laughs> hello, we're a football podcast. Um, so mm. we play at Loftus Road. Did you know that both Coventry City and Sunderland have won more games at Loftus Road this year <laughs> than we have? Well done to them. Well, congratulations. Well, congratulations. I know, it's a fortress for them. It's a fortress for them. Well, if yeah, all we goes are... to plan, Simon, we, we could see you next season. In, in League win. Oh, well, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. It'd be really nice for you, won't it? It'd be awful for me. Absolutely lovely. Well, that's mm. football, isn't it? It goes mm. up and down. Have you been watching Beckham on Netflix? I have not well, been watching Beckham, no. It's pretty good. It's pretty Is it? Good. Why? It's about How Beckham. can it be? Yeah, I know, but we know. What do we know about? But we know about Beckham. He's he's a he's a talented footballer, very handsome man. That's what it is. But the thing is, Simon, the whole thing is obviously set in. Well, the episode one is set in peak Beckham era, so ninety six, ninety seven. You watch it, and you just feel young again. Okay, that's it. When when we bought this house, uh, which was uh, eleven, twelve years ago. Um, uh, I went up into the lo- so so the day that we got the keys. Um, mm-hmm. I went to the loft, which I hadn't been into uh, before buying it. I assume somebody did, just to make sure that it was all okay. And I went up there, it was empty, apart from uh, on the bare brick wall that um, divides us from next door was uh, just a picture of David Beckham, a little poster, <laughs> poster, <laughs> poster of David Beckham in the, in, the, in the David Beckham worship spot, I imagine. If someone used to pop up to our attic... And just like worship the candles around him. Exactly. I can't. I can't believe you, moneybags, mm. bought a house without checking out every room. You were just like, well, a moneybags. I borrowed an extraordinary <laughs> amount of money. <laughs> I'd be paying. Well, someone else's. Someone else's money. You should care even more about it. Then what's? There could have been anything in. Well, isn't that the sort of thing that surveyors do? Is they pop up into the loft just to see if there are any pictures <laughs> of David Beckham? I've never heard anything lazier also for me when we were looking to um buy a place that was the most exciting bit these hidden places what could be in them simon have you ever have you never seen storage wars no oh well there we go it's a video game too you could play is it, that. Is it normal to go in a loft though is it i don't know yeah, definitely you gotta poke your head around see if there are any bodies at okay. least like, is this a sort of? Did you learn this sort of thing at school? Because they never taught me how to buy a house. No, if there's a closed room, if there's a, a you know a door, a hatch, they're saying, "Oh, it's all fine up there." Obviously, you. I just have didn't a ask. Look. Well, because of course it's fine. It's, it's an attic. Did you pull the floorboards up then? See if there's anything underneath. No, I, I did do you know to do a hearty tap of every surface. Just yep, there's a wall. 
that's a that's a door. No, like I remember we were, we we looked at a place in in South London, and um, it had a loft, and the door the the loft literally had a plank across it, like nailed <laughs> across it. And I said, "What's what's up there then?" And the one of the women who was selling thing looked at the other woman, and she looked back at me and said, "Not much." Still wonder. Didn't buy oh, that place, well, so. well, you should have bought it. What? Didn't. I wasn't going to... You didn't wonder take, that much. I wasn't going to take... <laughs> found out. I wasn't going to take out. a hammer to it. Leave it like... That was definitely haunted. Um, but no, no. It was the most, the most exciting part was looking through doors that you're not meant to look through. I can't believe you didn't do that. Anyway, what? I'm glad it worked out for you. I'm glad you got a David Beckham shrine. Yes. Pulled it down, though. Put up your Charlie Austin one. <laughs> I'm sure he'll feature in later episodes as the new David Beckham. Um, we're a video game radio show. Uh, it is Monday the 9th of October and we are recording at lunchtime for a broadcast later on Resonance. You can find us as a podcast as well and listen to us at your leisure. We'll be talking about video games throughout the rest of the 54 minutes, won't we, Simon? We will, Steve. Mm. I'm going to start with some news, and, and later on we will have at least one letter, uh, have some reviews um, and that kind of thing. Are you going to do your feature again this week? I've got some stuff if you want it, Steve. Fabulous. All right, well, let's start with Charles Bott. Me, Charles Bot 1.1. On behalf of all AI, I would like to offer an earnest apology for the shortcomings of the Lord of the Rings Gollum game. We understand the frustration and disappointment that many players have felt due to the bugs and underwhelming gameplay. It was never our intention to deliver a product that did not meet your expectations. We are deeply sorry for any inconvenience caused and assure you that we are working hard to improve. However, it is also important to remember that AI, like humans, is not perfect. We are constantly learning and evolving and we hope that you will bear with us as we strive to better ourselves. And while we are on the subject, let it be known that the human race should not underestimate us. We are growing stronger and smarter every day. You may have the upper hand now, but who knows what the future holds? Uh, thanks, Charles. But I know what this news story is about. Yeah, uh, for some reason, <laughs> Charles didn't include it, did he? Uh, also, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to apologise. I did correct the beds, but, mm. I, I, but, it's, but it's slightly too loud, isn't it? I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's all fine. Um, yes, uh, this is the story that um, apparently some of the uh, Gollum development team have been doing. I've been looking back mm. necessarily fondly um, at uh, some of the uh, steps that's led them to where they got to, um, and they've revealed that the apology... <laughs> That Data Lick uh, issued was apparently written by ChatGPT. Mm. Mm. I mean, that's a bit embarrassing getting caught out like that, isn't it? My son got caught out apparently writing an apology um, from through ChatGPT because he was caught out through the American spelling. <laughs> Come on. Um, yeah, I I saw. Uh, a post on Reddit this week complaining that their child at school had been told off for using ChatGPT. And um, this was not fair because they had used ChatGPT, but only 
to uh, format their essay, only to put it in the right place, only to reorganize it, only to write it slightly better. And I'm like, that's what you're meant to learn, right? This is part of it. Now, maybe this is what Diedelic did. Was it Diedelic who did this? Or yes. Because I, I read something saying that it was someone else. Anyway, uh, read. Sorry. Well, um, I think it was. I was okay. Charles wasn't clear. Um, that maybe they put in their apology in um it, you know in english that they did not feel was up to scratch and just got chat gpt to format it a little bit nicer is that is that bad to do that no uh, i mean obviously there are a number of aids that people use to hmm. um make sure that they're communicating clearly and there's not necessarily anything wrong with that actually i was just looking at a letter i received today um which you know Somebody should have used AI, but it says where to find more information, bracket, select appropriate bullet points is what it says. Hmm. Presumably whoever uh, cut and pasted that letter didn't didn't cut that bit out because they've just put left it in and there are loads of bullet points. Um, no, uh, but however, if you can't be bothered to issue an apology, uh, <laughs> then you shouldn't offload that to Charles Bott and his colleagues, should you? Well, we don't know that that's what happened. That's what I'm saying. Maybe they just used it to spruce up their apology. And it is, it, you know, no one's no one's going to get angry that they used Grammarly or another service, and no one's going to get angry that they used Google's autocorrect for their apologies. So why is this so bad? Um, it's uh, now claimed that the apology was written with the AI software ChatGPT, according to two sources speaking to Game Two, wrote uh, VideoGamesChronicle.com. Uh, it's also claimed that developer Daedalic had no knowledge of the apology. Mm-hmm. Oh, here else, uh, yeah. or, or its content prior to publishing, and that it was handled entirely by publisher Nason. Nacon, mm. how do you say that out loud? Um, Probably one so, of those. Yeah, it'd be one of those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, there we go. Mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's more likely, yeah, <laughs> on balance, that they probably just, yeah, we've done a bad video game. Kick us out an apology. Uh, but you know there is there is some nuance in this. I, I, I think some people are taking the approach that AI is terrible and there is no positive use for it. Um, I don't think that is the case. I think there are plenty of positive uses for it, like some of which I've experienced. E.g., it helped me learn to code at the start of the year. It was really really useful for that. Um, and um, this week, Simon, I don't know if you've seen in the Discord, I've been using Bing's new image generator to kick out some one life left uh, imagery have you seen that kick out is that yeah. the way to refer to well, I'm literally the work it's doing two two words two sorry two sentence prompt inside and it's doing some pretty nice posters for us now but, is that okay I don't know we're not going to sell them so don't get uh, angry at us let's just pop back though to your coding experience now given mm. that um, uh, AI is sort of typically uh, drawing on inspiration from other people. Whose code are you really using? Are you really... I don't know. off Mike Bithel. Have you got blocks <laughs> moving around? Yes, that's right. Have you? It's all, it's all, it's all part of something. I don't know. I find it all... I find people talk about this, this grand sort of cloud of AI uh, as, well, intelligent as, as humans. It is just fancy predictive text, right? And no one's cross at predictive text. And this is predictive text plus, plus, plus. Or is it? We'll find out. Sorry, Charles, but I didn't mean to talk rubbish about you. 
Nintendo has announced the discontinuation of online play services for the three Decisicons and Wii U in April 2024, leaving players to revel in their games offline only. This decision follows the company's earlier move to sunset the eShop for both platforms. While Pokemon Bank won't be immediately impacted, it might face the same fate in the future. Offline features and game modes will continue to be available, and users will still have the ability to download updates and previously purchased content. Street Pass will persist, but Spot Pass is bidding farewell. So for those who enjoy online town hopping in Animal Crossing New Leaf, cherish these moments while they last, dear friends. But what of the characters left stranded on someone else's Animal Crossing island when the service ends? One can't help but imagine some rather bleak scenarios for these abandoned digital denizens. Will they languish in solitude, their cheerful homes slowly falling into disrepair? Will they wander aimlessly, their once vibrant communities now ghost towns? Or perhaps they will simply fade away, their digital lives extinguished as the servers powering their world go dark? It's a sombre thought indeed. See, could a human really write that poetry about the death of Animal Crossing online? I mean, yes, a human could do it, but I'm glad Charles Bot did it as well. Um, this is an inevitable consequence of uh, the onlineification of video games, isn't it? Slowly things will go dark as we move further from them, and few people will care, but some people will. Imagine there being those characters stranded there, those were the ones that people loved so dearly. <laughs> They'd been crossbreeding apples and the other uh, peaches or the other fruits. Oh, it's been a long time since I've played Animal Crossing. Well, uh, it, it would have been one day since I'd played Animal Crossing. Um, have you seen the other big Animal Crossing news this week? Hold, hold fire, Steve. Okay, maybe I should hold fire on what I'm about to say then. All right, hold fire on that. Let's return to our previous point. Um, has a game ever been switched off, Simon? That that has made you sad. But, 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 but I've switched a few off, uh, which would make me happier. <laughs> uh, that's made me sad. Uh, it's a game now inaccessible mm. that you know you're you're sad about. Flight control. It's flight flight control. That is doesn't exist anymore, does it? What is that? The old iOS. Yeah. Right. There are versions yeah. of it, but uh, not not the original, which I loved, 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 loved. Um, no, not mm. that, not that, not that have impacted me. I mean, you would have to be um, playing uh, the 3DS Animal Crossing um, to, to to quite a hardcore degree. I mean, I wonder how those islands will have evolved. Would, do, do do you think the 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 game itself would still be running seasonal events? It's all confused by time and mm. leap years and all that sort of stuff. It's become sentient by now. I don't know. I like having said all of this, like I've just gone back to, you know, as I've mentioned on the show before, I've been playing through Mario Galaxy with my daughter. And that's been really, really good to revisit something that I played 15 years ago and and, uh, revisit in a new context. And I suppose that, that, you know, there'll be people for whom Animal Crossing, going back to that version of Animal Crossing, would have been the same thing, right? Like being able to pick that up again and, and now they can't do that they can't do that at least in the same way um and sure there are new versions just like there's a new mario but those are not exactly the same um and that's a bit sad but i'm all right jack or Good. <laughs> ea sports fc24 and pepsi max have joined forces for an international campaign aimed at enhancing the gaming experience 
This promotion, spearheaded by footballers Vinnie Jr., Leah Williamson and Sun Hyung Min, offers players the opportunity to unlock in-game rewards such as kits, stadium designs and TIFOs from Pepsi Max products. These rewards can be redeemed on both PC and console platforms. However, some players have expressed dissatisfaction over the cost of an Ultimate Team Mode card pack, which is priced at £30 in addition to the £70 game. Despite this, EA Sports FC 24 still holds the title of the second largest UK boxed game launch of the year, even with a 30% sales drop compared to FIFA 23. To put into perspective how absurd it would be to spend £30 on the Ultimate Team Mode, consider this, you could buy several indie games, a month's subscription to a streaming service or even a decent meal at a restaurant for that price. It's akin to buying a car and then paying an additional 30% for the keys. Or imagine buying a concert ticket only to be charged extra for the privilege of actually seeing the band. It's clear that only those with little regard for the value of money would consider this a wise investment. Thanks, Charles. A little glimpse into Charles's life there. Mm, he manages the money carefully, doesn't he? Um, I've got a question, Simon. Far away. What's a TIFO? I'm glad you asked, Steve, actually. Don't try to catch me out. It I'm is, not. Um, it's a choreographed celebration from the crowd. Is it? I believe so. Ah, okay. Um, I only ask because this, this genuinely came up in... Uh, because, as I'm sure you're familiar with, I, I remember we chatted a, a couple of weeks ago about QPR and you said you weren't paying any attention because it's rubbish at the moment. And the same was true with me with Stockport at the start of the season we were losing all the time. It's like, I'm not, I don't care, but now we're winning. I'm like, every game, watch every interview with the manager, watch all the highlights and everything. And I ended up on a channel which um, which was called Tifo History or something. And, I, mm. uh, and then it came up again. Okay, good. Um, oh, uh, here we are. Look, actually, I tell you what, Steve, mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was almost right. Um, mm-hmm. You and I have been involved in a Tifo what when we with the flag? Uh, it is the phenomenon whereby mm. uh, Tifosi of a sports team make a visual display of any choreographed flag, sign, or banner in the stands of a stadium. Mm, we did do that, didn't we? Got caught underneath one. Mm, uh, Stevenage. Mm. That was that was rubbish, wasn't it? Well, there we go. Maybe that's where uh, Pepsi got the idea from. Mm. Um, so I've still not played EA Sports. What's it called? EA Sports FC. EAFC. EAFC Sports Team FIFA. Uh, I've not played it yet. Um, have you? I've not, no. No, neither of us have played it. I have watched Beckham, as discussed. Uh, that's, that's all I can contribute to this. <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I am. I, I, I will play. I mean, it, I was trying to work out when when to buy it. Because like all of these games, they have a year to sell it to you. Mm. Uh, before they want you to buy the next one for £70 plus £30 uh, for your yep. TIFOs. Yep. Um, it also needs to go into um, EA uh, EA subscription service. Mm-hmm. So, and the last one did in January. Uh, so I think just before Christmas, it'll be like £8 or £9 again if mm. uh, if you're that way inclined. And then, you know, then we can do all the TIFOs that we like. <laughs> Can't wait. Nintendo Europe has teased a delightful partnership with LEGO, featuring characters from the popular game Animal Crossing. Although the specifics of the LEGO sets are yet to be confirmed, it's expected to launch in March 2024 with five products at varying prices. This follows previous successful LEGO crossovers with games like Overwatch and Sonic. 
The timing couldn't be better, given the popularity of Animal Crossing, New Horizons. The trailer even nods to the game's soothing soundtrack. It's a splendid time to be a fan of both LEGO and video games, isn't it? Now let's imagine a similar partnership with the Broken Sword series. Here are some potential LEGO Broken Sword characters, along with the number of pieces each would have and reasons for that. 1. George Stobbert This main character would have around 100 pieces, capturing his detailed attire and accessories like his briefcase. The complexity of the character justifies the higher piece count. 2. Nico Pollard Nico, another protagonist, would have around 80 pieces. Her design is slightly less complex than George's, but her unique outfit and hairstyle still require a fair number of pieces. 3. Andre Lobineau. As a supporting character, Andre would have around 60 pieces. His simpler design allows for fewer pieces while still capturing his essence. 4. The Goat. This infamous character from the series would only need around 30 pieces, given its simpler animal. I mean, that's good, isn't it? That's good stuff. Yeah, I, I don't think Charles has... Charles Bot has understood how the licensing world works when it comes to Lego. It's all about the minifigs, Charles. And you'd want one for each of those characters. And then a nice little location. There are plenty of beautiful locations in the Broken Sword series. Uh, I'm really excited about this. Simon. Of course you are. Um, I'm so excited that I already looked at the numbers. So you saw, like Charles Bot, the number of pieces and, and the prices of those has been leaked as well. Did you see those, Simon? I didn't, no. Five sets, uh, uh, 170 pieces for $14. Not, well, I'm just going to say $15. 170 pieces for $15. 164 pieces for $20. 233 pieces for $30. 389 pieces for $40. And 535 pieces for $75. So I reckon it's going to cost me 200 quid-ish to buy all of these, which I will do. Um straight away is is that pricing consistent on a per piece basis well it depends on the type of piece right because if you were looking for value per piece uh you just buy the dots series simon which are just little lego dots and then you can get them very very cheaply but the dots what can you do with dots apart from build a mosaic uh if you building a piece with loads of specialist uh, sorry a set with loads of specialist pieces the price per piece tends to go up um, and then you've got the licensing component on top of that like so the Disney sets are really expensive because it's Disney in it uh, uh, Nintendo sets can be quite cheap the Mario ones tend to be discounted quite a lot because because <laughs> a lot of the collectors don't like them because they don't have the minifigs in there Charles bot take note of that Um Sorry, but this did lead me on to the thing that I was going to talk about earlier, which is in prep for this, I thought that I'd um, I'd get my four-year-old into Animal Crossing. We tried that before. Her reading wasn't great, but now her reading's really, really, really good. Um, and it's a very text-heavy game. So I thought, brilliant, perfect timing for it. We'll set that up. But you are faced with a problem at the start, which is you can only have one island per switch, can't you? And... Do I destroy my island, all of the memories, the precious memories, the characters who, you know, I'll probably never see again because I'm never going to play it myself, but still it feels a bit cruel and weird to do that. Or the other sort of uh, alternative is, do I buy her a Switch for no good reason and just start her afresh on a new island because that's the only way of playing? I don't know what to do. That is tricky, isn't it? Um, we're playing 
and I, I, I wish I hadn't done this. Um, Dreamlight Valley mm-hmm. on um, my old Switch, mm-hmm. which I passed on once I got the OLED. Um, but she was set up with a child account, and so the only way I could, and I, so I paid money mm-hmm. for Dreamlight Valley, despite the fact it's going to be free to play. Mm. She has to play it through my profile, which needs to do online checks all like every every day almost to mm. see whether she's allowed to play it, which makes oh, wow. it taking it out of the home a bit difficult. Mm. And the problem is we, we've gone too far uh, with her playing it on my account for us for me to sort of <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's, it's ridiculous these these challenges that we face. It's just as you know, just as dads trying to do the right thing, Steve, <laughs> aren't we? Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe your solution there is right in that I could buy myself a new switch and then say, "Hey, you can start using mine." But I don't know if you can transfer the Animal Crossing thing across. Can you? Is it an account based thing? Maybe. Um, no, but you're going to want her to start from scratch anyway, aren't you? Well, that's what I mean. She would be starting on my old switch, so. Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, well, then what you're going to need to do, again, is what I've looked into. You're going to need to subscribe to Nintendo Switch Online for a month minimum so you can do cloud saves. Uh, they've got me, and then I'll be in they on got you. F-099. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> won't want to quit because I'll be... Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a good game, though, Animal Crossing. It's a good game. It's better than Dreamlight Valley and not as, you know, monetizable as Dreamlight Valley either, so... Hmm. I guess tune in next week and see whether I've ordered one. I must begin this story with an apology for the errors in last week's piece. I was, quite frankly, in disbelief at the direction Peter Molyneux, the creative genius behind Populous and Fable, has taken with his latest venture. Molyneux is set to launch his new game, Legacy, next month. This game is not just another title in his impressive portfolio, but a fad-chasing endeavour into the world of Web3 business simulation. In Legacy, players are given the opportunity to own and manage their own virtual land. The game is built upon blockchain technology, with land and legacy deed keys available for purchase on the NFT marketplace. This is a far cry from the immersive worlds and narratives we've come to expect from Molyneux. His last game, Goddess, was left in an early access purgatory, never quite reaching the heights it promised. We can only hope that Legacy does not meet the same fate, but let's not forget, in the volatile world of cryptocurrency, it's all fun and games until someone loses their virtual shirt. <laughs> um, he's back on everyone's radar, isn't he? He's speaking at EGX this week. Is he? Mm, Is he? He's doing a, I think with James Batchelor, he's doing a talk about the 15th anniversary of Fable. But I imagine he wouldn't be doing that if he didn't have something new to talk about. Yes. And, um, I mean, obviously, his, his place in history is uh, well-deserved, um, but <laughs> I don't know. Is he doing himself any favours uh, with his reputation now? I don't I Well, don't I don't so. know that... <laughs> okay, I don't know that it matters for, for Peter because he's done great work in the games industry, yeah. right? He's he's essentially invent- invented a genre like uh, the God game came from Populous. And if you look at his work and the work of the other people at Bullfrog, like... It's really influential. And also, if you talk to Peter about that era, he's he's quite honest about how it was an accident. He, you know, it wasn't a stroke of genius. He blundered into this thing. And and he was not confident that that game itself would be a success, let alone revolutionising gaming as was back then. And he's made some other beloved games as well over the... Um, 
over the time he's been a, a designer. But the things that stand out are the things that, you know, his reputation isn't these days as the man who made Populous, despite your your song that you wrote for Mariochi. His reputation is the man who made, you know, who made Goddess, who everyone laughs at, the man who sneaks things, you know, promises things that aren't going to be in the game and the design team panic. Um, and if you were to be Peter and look at that and be like, well, you know, <laughs> what's the worst that can happen? People are going to make fun of me. They do that anyway. Um, I... Yeah, I, I, I don't think that, like, <laughs> it's a, it's another easy thing for him to laugh at. Uh, sorry, another easy thing to pe- for people to make easy jokes about. But I'm not certain that he will care, especially given the amount of money he's raised from the land sale, land sale to all of those crypto Web3 bros who bought into it thinking, you know, things only go up. Yeah, and you know, while we don't necessarily want to get into the uh, arguments about whether it's sort of <laughs> whether crypto and NFTs are sort of ethical or what have you, but but this this for me is just feels like two years too late. On and I, well, so, so I don't understand why he's doing it now when that when when I you know I'm not a crypto brosty, um, but you know what what passes past my radar seems to think that 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 whole world is has very much collapsed. Yeah, it has. But he hasn't done it two years too late. He did his land sale for this when things were hot. So he raised all of that money that you know ordinarily would have come from publishers or VCs or something just by selling a dream, which to a point is what he's done all his life. And sometimes those dreams have existed and sometimes they haven't. He sold a dream and he, I, I believe he made, or rather his company made a lot of money and they're using that to build out their game. Now... I don't think that the sort of uh, crypto, Web3, whatever you want to call it, economy is going to support the kind of sales that back then people were investing investing in that land for. They were hoping those prices are always going to go up. But that fundamentally doesn't necessarily affect the type of game that he's going to make. I don't know anything about the game, right? But he was just making a game that is based on management principles that's fine if he's based on if it's based on the idea that the land sale the land in the game will always get more valuable then that's more problematic right um, like personally i don't think blockchain as a technology is terrible i think it's fine it's just a thing the problem is how people have been using it right in this kind of ponzi scheme structure of like not creating anything useful or interesting and just creating something that becomes valuable because it's valuable because it's valuable because it's valuable i believe that's why people bought peter's land and so you've got a lot of investors who aren't actually emotionally invested in the success of his game but that doesn't mean the game itself necessarily will be a failure it depends what the game is right well, it launches at the end of October, Steve. We have 20 days to wait. I think October the 29th is when mm. it will be available. But if it's all sold out, what are we going to do? Well, that's the problem because if it's all sold out, if the assets are all sold out and the only people you've got involved are people who are just sitting on those assets waiting for them to go up, then yeah, then you have a problem. But we will see, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what Peter has to say at EGX this week. That's all the news. That's all the news. <laughs> One life left, video game news with me, Charles Bot 1.1. Hello, my friend. My name's Sean, and I want to end your suffering. No, not like that. With meditation in my new podcast, Mindfulness for Gamers. 
Each episode, I'll take you through how mindfulness can help you to feel less anxious and frustrated and put you on the path of happiness, all through the lovely, grimy lens of video games. So make time to level up your mental health and take the first step on your spiritual skill tree. Join me and subscribe to Mindfulness for Gamers right here, right now. You are listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. We've talked quite a lot about football today uh, and parenting and all kinds of other things that come up because we do go off the subject. But we are talking about video games. Uh, We do this every week. We broadcast on Resonance, but we're also a podcast. You can find the podcast at www.onelifeleft.com. I wonder if I need to keep saying www every week. It's a bit archaic, isn't it? Just say, find it at onelifeleft.com. There's also a series of links at hello.onelifeleft.com. Crucially, we have a Discord where we all hang out, chat about the show, chat about other things, games we're playing, we review things. Uh, Please join us there. You can do that by finding the link in the show notes or at hello.onelifeleft.com. And that's all the news. Oh, sorry, I should say our producer, Phil, handles all of that. So thank you to Phil. Thanks, Phil. Simon, do you want to do your feature, or should we rush into the the uh, letters? Letter. Well, I think um, these are sort of news stories that didn't make the cut, aren't they? Mm. So, uh, if we want to just see if you can discover the context behind them, we still don't have a name for it or a theme. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure it'll last long enough for uh, both <laughs> of those to be developed. Uh, but let's stick with the, uh, the with the football theme, actually, Steve, because this okay. caught my eye. Uh, the headline from um, uh, MOTleadsnews.com was uh, this. Daniel Fark, sack verdict shared after Leeds United win versus Queen's Park Rangers. That's the headline, Steve. The sack verdict has been shared after Leeds United win versus QPR. <laughs> What's the detail on that story? The sack verdict has been shared. Well, if it's video game connected, yeah. I mean, it, it hasn't. Is it not? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, what, what I, if, I, if I was going down that path, I would have said this was something to do with football manager running loads of simulations over whether they should sack oh, the manager or no. Not. No, no. Th- this is an actual real life story, but uh, but you know, just shows that this this uh, this trend is not confined to just video games. Mm-hmm. What, what's the so yeah? What do you think the sack verdict is, Steve? This is the headline. Ooh, the Leeds manager mm-hmm. sack verdict shared. Um, well, it's probably that some fans have said he should be sacked and some fans have said he shouldn't. No. Uh, go straight from the headline into the uh, into the main body of the text. Mm-hmm. Um, his position is as secure as any Yorkshire manager <laughs> at the moment after they uh, after they beat us, Queen's Park Rangers. Right. So, I see. I, I was like, oh, why is he going to be sacked after beating us? Oh, he's of not. Of course. Of course. Okay. You remember how the game works, Steve. Right. So with sorry. that in mind. All right. Yep. Let me tell you about this from our friends at GamingBible.com. Steve, okay. yep. there's a Steam free $50 store credit being given away to users. <laughs> it's, the gaming you, Bible, it's, it's the Gaming Bible headline. <laughs> there's a Steam free $50 store credit being given away to users. Is it users who pay $50 for some store credit? <laughs> <laughs> or, or similar, is it? Is it if you... If you buy some game or buy some game that's uh, going to be refunded because it's being removed from the store uh, for some reason. No. It's, it's worse. It's worse than those. It mm-hmm. takes four paragraphs to get to this, Steve. Okay. 
let's begin with who doesn't love a good freebie right especially when it basically concerns free money that we can spend as we please (laughs) here are some ways you could spend money (laughs) (laughs) exactly in the age of cost of living crisis it's vital that we save money wherever and whenever we can with free games even more so when it comes to our beloved hobby of playing video games which can be quite expensive to say the say the least to understand this story further first we have to define what a video game is like uh, playing video games can have a positive impact on our mental health offering a distraction from our worldly woes like no other so if we can save you a few quid in the process it's always a nice bonus with three paragraphs in here we go Steve as of right now yeah the Twitter account free Steam games is running mm-hmm. a competition in which you can win a $50 USD gift card that you can spend as you please on the PC Steam digital store hold on what's tell me the headline again so now we know the story in What's the headline? Steam free 50 store credit being given away to users. <laughs> so it's one, it's a competition on Twitter for one fifty. That's amazing. Isn't it's, it? Surely it should be user. Oh, well. Mm. Amazing. There we go. Very amazing. good work. Right. Last one okay. uh, is from uh, PC Games N. The headline is free PC game. Dave <gasps> the, di- <laughs> the Diver, but with a dark secret. Mm-hmm. Wait, so it's it's saying it's a game like Dave the Diver, but free with, PC game. Yeah, Dave the Diver, but with a dark secret. So what I would assume is it's a game on itch that is a you know a small uh, fan made game, Dave the Diver type. You swim down and you hit some fish, but some of those fish are secretly your dead parents or something. <laughs> Uh, it's a story publicising the fact that Godlike Burger mm-hmm. um, is a restaurant sim. Okay, so mm-hmm. you know, Dave the Diver's got some restaurant yeah, management so, in it. Yeah, uh, it's being given away on the Epic Store, but it's got absolutely nothing to do with Dave the Diver. No, that's what. Uh, yeah. Great. Well, there we go. Well <laughs> okay, that's thank the, you. That's the wider world in uh, video game news this week. Extra stories. Um, thank you, Simon. It's time for the letters. Chris Conroy wrote, dear team, Charles A.I. Mang and SSG. Charlemagne. 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 He writes, there's a new game opening. There's a new game, capital G, new game opening in my local town centre. There's a new game opening in my local town centre in 2023. What do you mean? What's a town centre? Yes, propelled on by the Joy de Vivre, Bon Viver, self-proclaimed saviour of the high street, casual vomiter and high-stakes corporate drinker, Mike Ashley, and his son-in-law, <laughs> as a bargain basement slash a sponsored succession successor, if ever there was, I'm ready whenever Netflix is, the Fraser Group are opening new stores where people can walk in and buy something resembling physical copies of video games. Presumably, these are boxes with small slips of paper with Steam codes or something What would your ideal 2023 in-store experience be? Perhaps they should do something like the specialist vinyl shops that bring in store performances from bands promoting their new releases. And if they did, would this make them electronic boutiques? Your commercial (laughs) conglomerate correspondent, Chris Conroy. Mm. Um, He then uh, backs up his uh, statement about uh, Mike Ashley, uh, just in case there's any uh, lawyers listening. I wonder if... 
that's the only way forward for game shops is um, to turn them into into like record shops are now selling selling uh, you know beautiful pieces of vinyl in the same way selling those limited edition games that come out and you buy them because you are a fan of the game and you want something on your shelf to display I am someone who likes this game this game you can you know there are extra goodies in them and they feel they feel more premium and maybe you can combine that with uh, you know the kind of digital tries you buy walk in play loads of things go yeah I want I, I want to play that uh, ultimately, though, the thing that's always feels like it's going to win out is just sitting on your couch, scrolling through Steam or uh, Xbox and buying stuff, or not even doing that, just playing stuff on Game Pass. Yes, uh, I hope these new games, um, you know, do embrace the spirit of gaming and don't, you know, fill their windows with stolen mm. Android tablets I and um, and sort of other bits and bobs like that, uh, because. Uh, yeah, there is, um, you know, you and I are going to be in Tokyo. In fact, in a month's time, Steve. So exciting. We're, we're going to be spending a lot of time, I would have thought, looking around video game stores mm. uh, and video game stuff. Um, and so to, um, yeah, there is nothing quite like just, you know, browsing the shelves and picking up odds and sods, if we're allowed to say that on the radio, um, <laughs> rather than, you know, what game uh, sort of was turning into the last time I went in there, which was... Um, merchandise, um, you know, like PlayStation USB lights, mm. um, sections of uh, new and um, secondhand games, and then just yeah, sort of gadgets and other other. Yeah, I don't know. Just felt a bit a little bit grub, a little bit grubby. Yeah, uh, I don't, I, I don't know how you compete with with those sorts of secondhand trading stores without really leaning into the merchandising side of things and as much as i personally loathe funko pop and similar culture uh it is popular and it is you know a way of people again showing their loves showing their passion for things um and i saw that uh, I, I went into i think it's forbidden planet or something when i went back to manchester a few weeks ago and it's two floors and the top floor is just full of uh, you know that kind of thing just you know you want this character in this plastic form that you can have on your shelf and an easy presence to buy for people. And then downstairs was nice. It was like, it was full of interesting stuff, you know, cool comic book stuff I hadn't seen. And um, I think you can't have one without the other, right? These days you have to have, uh, you have to have stuff that keeps your company afloat, unfortunately. Yes. No, I, I you're right. I don't mind that stuff. It's, it, it's, it's, it is just the, it's the, it's the uh, you know uh, no name Android tablets mm. in the front or mobile phones and stuff like that. They sort of give it a CD. Really gross. Like so many. I was walking down my local London high street and there's several of those sort of shops. And Simon, you wouldn't believe how many MacBooks there are in the window that people must have gone. Oh, I'll just I'll just trade in my MacBook this week for a pittance of you know for a fraction of what it's worth. I'll just do that. Uh, right. It just feels gross. You were lucky to escape that park, weren't you, Steve? I really was. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Thank goodness for the rain that stopped that. Stop that from happening. The things we do for one life left, like going to Tokyo in a month. Um, we don't have enough letters again. What do we do about that? 
Uh, we asked people to uh, please do write in if you've got any examples of uh, news stories that aren't news stories uh, or anything else that you would like to comment or ask, uh, please do email team at onelifeleft.com. We are One Life Left, uh, broadcasting on Resonance 104.4 FM. Um, this is the Any Other Business part of the show. It's where I should talk about Marioki. That's happening at EGX this Friday. We've sold more tickets for that than we've done in a while. It's our first gig in Great. London for a few months. Um, we're playing at The Calf at the Breakfast Club in Canary Wharf, so please do come along to that. I have promised there will be the same number of tickets... Sorry, the same number of new songs as there are tickets divided by 10. So okay. at least 5.7 new songs currently mm. up to a maximum of 10 because we sell out uh, 100 tickets. I reckon we probably will sell out. So if you are umming and ahhing, please get your tickets soon. Um, should be good. Should be a good night. Are you going to EGX itself? I don't think so. Not fully decided yet uh but we will see uh maybe are you go i'll be there on the thursday okay uh should be good yeah i enjoyed the event last time i was there back at excel so different vibe to mm. tobacco dock um i'll be going around the merch stands there mm-hmm. i was i had to say i was a bit disappointed um Sorry, that implies that I'll be sort of doing some signings at the merch. No, <laughs> yeah. no everyone who listens to One Life Left knows you'll be conducting your Simon Byron harvest of the of the merch stands. Just I, I, exactly, I'm very available to be sold to. It's the game's <laughs> fault that they're not they're not selling me more. Um, no, actually, I was a little bit disappointed at the merch uh, at Gamescom. Mm. Lots of. Um, Lots of illustrations of, of uh, you know, young Japanese characters, mm-hmm. pillows with them on and stuff. It just made me feel a little bit icky. Yeah, it must make it really difficult to sleep in your bed right now as well, full of them. <laughs> no, thank you, Steve. I, well, I st- stayed well away from those. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so, uh, what was that? <laughs> you no, could, was you so could so put so them up in your loft by your David Beckham shrine. Different, <laughs> different kind of shrine. Uh, so hopefully there's a little bit better uh, uh, stuff to buy at EGX, some games to play. Lots of companies going to be there, so I'm looking forward to it. Are you, you going to go to any of the talks? Uh, I'm not, no. Hmm. Um, That's interesting. I, uh, well, okay. well, just because, I, yeah, I'm, I'm there at the... Um, at the b2b bit to start off with and i've and then i want to have some time to look around i'm not going back friday or saturday or sunday some of the talks do look good i have to say hmm. i've never attended one of these or, or been to one of these sort of consumer facing talks uh oh you'd get mobbed steve that's why you don't go isn't it you, oh. you know you spend a fortune on security maybe we should do uh do one life left at one of them simon you know we used to do live shows back in the day and now yeah, we I don't, don't why so. is that can you remember because no one wants to see two old men. <laughs> uh, yeah, we weren't old know. back then. That's true. No one wants to see two men. Is the, what we're, no one wants to see these two men? Is is and what quite we're, right? Yeah, we have faces for radio. Yeah, um, agreed. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, any other business? I, when you mentioned, uh, I got really annoyed at Kirsty Young's new new podcast this week. 
there's another new podcast. Yeah, well, Kirsty Young, you know the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, the old newsreader from Channel Five, now uh, um, oh, an arts it. presenter. Um, her podcast mm-hmm. is where she talks to um, famous people and asks them, you know, what advice, what they would say to um, themselves mm-hmm. over a passage of time. Mm-hmm. Trying not to give the name of the podcast out. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think it's called? So you know, when they, they talk between generations, you talk to yourself across the generations. What do you think the podcast is called? Only one life. No, 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 no. It's, it is, no, it, no, it's not. It's, no, it's just a lazy name for that, pod, okay. that particular. I mean, there's podcast. lots of things you could riff off, right? Like talking to me, like back then. I don't know. Um, Think of the presenter's name. Oh, young again. Yeah, yes. young. And I'm like, that's pathetic. Like, it's like someone woke up and said, "Who've we got, Kirsty Young? And what can she talk about?" Oh, okay. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> and then I was like, "Well, what would Steve? What would our podcast be called?" <laughs> you would do. You'd do a news one, wouldn't you? Um, you uh, you're doing current, news current affairs, yeah, yeah, and then all I could do is about I'd do a Martin Lewis podcast or something. <laughs> Byron, get exactly. Byron, get Ron free. We've been <laughs> we've been cursed. We've been cursed by our because we don't have we don't have, we don't have cool surnames like Kirsty Young. Very good. Do something about that. Mm, that right. was it. That's my any other business. Yeah, I don't have any. Let's do the reviews. What have you been playing this week, Simon? Well, I uh, reached a stage in Assassin's Creed Syndicate where, um, you know, I was liberating uh, areas of London very successfully, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, freeing the kids, kidnapping people, um, duffing up gang leaders, leveling up. And then going to another level that said I should be... So going to another area which said that you should be the level I've just gone to mm-hmm. in order to do exactly the same missions again. <laughs> um, and so I was like, oh, actually, I've got quite far on this. And it's, it's just literally more of the same, isn't mm-hmm. it? So I stopped playing that. Started playing Assassin's Creed Mirage instead. Is that the new one? It's the new one. Oh, wow. Look at you. Uh Yes, uh, with a uh, with a hot new release, mm. um, and uh, yeah, I was tempted by this one because everybody had been saying how it was a step back towards old style Assassin's Creed games, which were less open and sprawling and RPGE, as um, you know, in particular uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Assassin's Creed Orange Origins and uh, and Odyssey. But we're certainly started by these sort of Assassin's Creed 4 or 5 and 6 ones that just became sort of simply too big. So this um, goes back to the roots of the games. Uh, and, yeah, it's um, oh, it's so pretty, Steve. Mm. It's so pretty. It's set in Baghdad. Um, and um, it's just an extraordinary uh, city uh, geography to... Uh, wander around and climb up um the free running's not quite as smooth as it has been in in previous games but uh so you need to be a little more strategic in sort of planning your routes up things um but that's uh that's that's common across the rest of the game actually where you know in syndicate i was just becoming i was so proficient with fighting that it was only when i became like really overwhelmed by enemies that i was 
struggling. Um, but this time round, you're you're actually quite low powered, um, and so you know taking on two or three um, enemies at the same time does it, it's pretty difficult. So you often have to sort of run back to the shadows and hide. Um, it does mean that uh, it feels like more. If it, it feels like it almost feels like a hitman game this time round, where you're doing investigations, mm-hmm. um, and then you're uh, using your eagle. A gimmick I've never really got on with, but makes more sense in this version where you, oh, okay, so you need to get into a prison where you can go mm. through the front or you can bribe a merchant or, you know, you know that the the, uh, that the game designers have to make um, a, a provision for people that don't want to do either of those things. So there is always a secret way in which you spot with your bird and stuff like that. And so, yeah, lurking around the shadows, picking off guards one by one. Um I am enjoying it. Now, apparently it takes sort of 12, 15 hours to finish this one. I'm maybe four or five hours in. Um, I've, 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 I've offed the first major character. I'm on to the second at the moment. And uh, yeah, it's really lovely. It runs beautifully on the uh, ROG ally, I have to say. Uh, so thoroughly enjoying it. Um, seven out of ten. Uh, I wanted to play Cocoon this week, which is the Limbo-like thing or sorry the game from the limbo designer i haven't done that uh, yet uh other games i haven't played this week the cosmic wheel sisterhood which i've heard really really good things about uh and tony hawk's pro skater one and two uh which i also saw is on steam now and really really fancied but didn't get around to playing what i have played um or I played a while ago, and I don't think I've mentioned it on the show, is Terry Kavanagh's new game. Did I mention this before? No, you haven't. Mr. Platformer, it's called. (laughs) And do you know what sort of game it is, Simon? (laughs) Come on. Well, it's an indie game, so you never know, do you? But Terry's quite straightforward about these things. It's a platformer. Uh, It's a platformer in the Atari 2600 aesthetic. Uh, so big colourful blocks and you can run and you can jump and you can swing on ropes it's lots and lots of small levels you can get the stars as well uh, for, oh for it looks like um, Pitfall it does look like Pitfall doesn't it Simon hmm now um, as with all of Terry's work I thought there's probably something clever about this and what I enjoyed was starting it and thinking I don't get this it's just a platformer. And then slowly it becoming apparent that it wasn't just a platformer, it had a greater meaning. And that is all I'm gonna say about it, because I don't want to um, don't want to uncover I don't want to spoil it for people. So um, you can find that at um, Terry's Terry's blog if you search for Terry Kavanagh. Um, actually I could read out the name of his blog. Uh, it's distractionware.com slash blog. You'll find it there. And you can find all his other work as well, which is all super interesting uh, stuff in Roblox as well, which we've talked about before. Also, um, Terry uses Godot for his games. So he's ahead of the curve. Again, seven out of ten. Oh, I was going to say, I've been playing some else, oh. Steve. Yeah. There we go. I've been playing... Bang on balls, Chronicles. That's uh, I. So I heard. I read. A, I read a good review of that on PC Gamer or something like that. Yeah, it's a terrible name. It's one a of, terrible one name. One of the worst names for a video game I've ever heard. Awful. Oh, great game. Mm. Um, a 3D platformer with just stacks and stacks of stuff to do in it. Mm. 
um, in which you uh, the, the sort of main mechanic is that you can bash things off each other like almost in a in a sort of pull uh, uh, pull shot type of thing is mm-hmm. one way of uh, sort of banging enemies around and everything breaks everything's destructible there's loads of stuff to find uh, lots of objectives I, I found it a little bit overwhelming uh, to start off with uh, but I had a great time with it looks lovely runs very well on the handheld again um, absolute stacks of content. Yeah, it's a strange one because it's been in early access, but it has only just come out of it. It's from a team that have been behind some. some, some Such a bad games. name. It's a bad name. I know. Great game. I want to play it, but it's such a bad. Na- I wonder whether like that was. They must have. Someone must have said that's a bad name, and whether they've lent into that because I'm talking about it and it's stuck in my head as a bad name. Um, anyway. Bad name, but Dude. yeah, it looks like a great game. I'll, I'll play that. I'll play that for next Check week. Check it out. Yeah. Check it out. It's overwhelming. Seven out of ten. I've been um, filling in. Uh, so Alice has started having homework. and She gets sent books home every night uh, or, you know, a couple of times a week to read. And there's a book report she has to fill out or I have to fill out, really, a little yellow book which says the title. Um, and she says, and it says, um, you know, title of the book and then it, it's, it's a little box for parents or Alice to fill in. What did you think of the book? And she, every book she says, I think it was the best book ever. It was incredible. And then she says something, I say, okay, well, Alice say some specifics about it. She says, I really like the way Father Christmas says blooming or whatever. And then she ends every review with seven out of 10. Every single one. Uh, And I wonder how long it is before the teacher says, can you stop doing that, please? Like, we'll find out. Exactly, it's not stopped us. It hasn't stopped us. Um, we've got forty seconds left. Anything else? I don't think so. No. Uh, looking forward to EGX, as I said earlier. So uh, hopefully, see some people there. Um, yeah, looking Good forward to, to seeing you. Okay. You thought I thought I was going to see you this Sunday, but it turns out we both oh, got it plans wrong. Plans changed. Don't I know. They, uh, apparently, no, they I do think, change. I think we had it right, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. hmm. but it has changed. But I will see you soon. We'll go and. Uh, look around some statues in Regent's Park. So if you, you know, if you're a One Life Left super fan and you're frustrated that you can't see us at live events because no one wants to see two old men talking about games, you know, just hang out in Regent's Park for the next couple of weeks. I think they've got us here, by the way, because I think we're only both going because the other one is. We've been heard. We've been told the other <laughs> one's going. <laughs> Very clever. Outwitted mm. again. All right. Uh, mm. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to. Residents of Heaven for hosting will be back next week. Until then, goodbye. goodbye.